Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pre-game and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, or you can go ahead and play against your co-host. And this week we are going to be covering the Thursday night showdown of the Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. Go to winview.tv slash doc and you will now get a hundred dollars matched on your first deposit this is super exciting so excited that winview decided to go ahead and up that match we're now at a hundred dollars this is huge before we get into the winview props though let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of week five news and games that we're excited to watch tate how the hell are you man what's up doc you didn't call me obnoxious this week on the intro. I you removed that. You removed that word. Are you feeling? Are you okay? Like you're being nice to me to start this episode? I'm trying. <laughs> I thank you. Personal growth. Uh, Sometimes it happens. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I mean, how how good are your fantasy teams? I mean, did they all win? Because let's talk about other things. <laughs> let's Got it. Talk okay. About other games. Actually, no. My work league, I am absolutely like killing it in. Of course, it's like the one league that nobody pays nearly any attention to fantasy sports so it's like i'm killing it in that league but in all the other super intense analyst leagues that i'm in i'm dying it's terrible i'm sorry to hear that i pulled off the monday night miracle courtesy of austin eckler thank you sir let's go very nice ride that momentum let's go all right, let's talk about a couple things, news of the week to start off. I mean, first, main big news, and I'm sure that everyone went out and waivers and picked up whoever they needed to pick up, but Montgomery is out for the Bears. That is a huge bummer. That it is, and I know that the knee-jerk rea- knee reaction is going to go pick up Damian Williams, right? Yeah. Um, I would also caution picking up Khalil Herbert as a pro, um, prospective ad and see how the backfield touches, snaps, all shake out. But, yeah, yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, I know that Matt Nagy said that uh, Handy Dalton is our starter when healthy on Monday, and then within 48 hours decided to change his tune, like, you know, the Pod Piper or some shit like that. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, But that being said, yeah, Matt Nagy went ahead and uh, named Justin Field the starter after taking a closer look at how he performed against the Detroit Lions. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Let's just say that and leave. He really it doesn't. It's, it's, it's. It, there's no words for what to do with Matt Nagy and what he's trying to do with the Bears. I feel I bad one. for Justin Fields. Fire him. That's one. I, yeah, that's... fire him. He definitely needs to be fired. I feel bad for Justin Fields because I feel like he's not ready. Like we all see that he's not ready. But I, I... Bill Lazor called the plays this past week and. You notice how much more effective that he was against the Lions. Now, granted, different level of defense than he than he faced against the Browns, but you saw far more, you know, concepts that played into in protection schemes that really truly played into what you expect for a rookie quarterback to ease him into the action. By the way, before David Montgomery got hurt, he was incredibly involved and very effective. That's something we did not see even a commitment to running the football the week prior to take a little bit of that pressure off of Justin Fields. So I think it's the scheme that really you point the finger right back at Matt Nagy and go, look, this is on you. I don't think it has anything to do with Justin Fields not being capable 
of no. seeing some level of su- success. I think it's more so on the on the scheme and the game plan because I thought it looked night and day between week three and week four. So does that mean you're hopeful for Justin Fields' fantasy potential going forward this season? Hell yeah! I think the next I think the next time the Bears put forth a clunker, we may see Matt Nagy on the way out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean this this dude just is in over his head, and it's been like that for a while now. Um, there's still talent on this roster. They've got issues. I don't think they're a contender in the NFC, but they've still got a competent roster, and in particular on the defensive side of the football. So, yeah, I, I do think that Fields is going to see some level of fantasy success. In particular now, no David Montgomery, which does hurt him a little bit because you can't lean on that. But yeah. I still think we're going to see plenty of Justin Fields and, and the reason why he went number 11 overall. And hopefully a decent enough floor for those that went out and picked up Williams to supplement their Montgomery shares. It's dealing with a, He's dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that. All right. Moving on to another injury that's... Probably, you know, it's about that time of year that we put Will Fuller on IR, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> death taxes and Will Fuller on IR. You know, the things that we can count on every year. So, you know, he's going to be out for this one. But the Dolphins are playing your Bucks this week. Is there a particular pass catcher in Miami that you like more this week than others? I mean, we were talking off uh, off screen on about Parker, a little bit about Waddle. I personally love Gasecki. Is there one that you like over those three? If I had to play one in DFS, I would prefer to go with Jalen Waddell. Okay. Um, strictly because he's the best big play threat they have. And the Bucks are probably going to be without Antoine Winfield, who suffered a concussion. Carlton Davis got hurt, suffered a quad injury just last week. Of course, Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting are already on the shelf. I mean, it's Richard Sherman and anybody that they can find that has a pulse and can backpedal and turn their hips, which, I mean, I just threw in my application. I didn't get a call back. I was just going to ask. I'm like, hey, when are you going to start? Uh, you know, <laughs> they're not that desperate yet. So, uh, <laughs> but my point is, Waddle's a, a big play threat. I mean, I also th- I think Parker's going to have a nice week, too. Uh, Gusecki's yeah. certainly an option. But uh, similar to everybody's struggle against the, against the Bucks as far as running the football, I'm not starting any of the running backs Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, uh, Malcolm Brown, nobody. No. no. Pass catchers, yes. Pass catchers. Okay. Well, let's also talk about the signing that the Panthers just made and that they pulled Stefan Gilmore. So, Ooh. I mean, I always I feel like we already talked about how the Panthers defense is better than I think most people expected this season. But having someone like him join the roster in week five, I mean to me, that's exciting because not only does he bring all of his vet- veteran pedigree to a team that's already doing well, I think that this is an exciting move for them. Well, it's an exciting move, and you start to think if and when they get J.C. Horn back, hopefully at full at full strength, yeah. ready to go, and then you combine that with C.J. Henderson, there is a lot of talent in this secondary, and then you combine that with, I think, one of the better young defensive linemen pass rushers in Brian Burns up front Mm -hmm. to go with Derek Brown, who they selected first round last year. Uh, Yeah, no, you've got in in some nice pieces, uh, you know, Thompson at linebacker. Yeah. This defense can complement what we've seen from Sam Darnold and and the Carolina offense, who's still pretty productive, even without Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey is going to be out for a little bit, but yeah, the Carolina Panthers are a team to definitely to be reckoned with in in the uh, NFC South. 
No, I definitely agree with that. I think in the matchup this week against the Eagles, are you tempering expectations for the pass catchers for the Eagles, or do you feel like the Eagles will be able to keep up with this high-powered defense? Well, it's really Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I don't know what to expect on a week-to-week basis from Jalen Hurts. I know he's going to run the football. I know that if you You know that if you don't try, if you don't keep him in the pocket, um, (laughs) that man is a that man is an issue when he decides to tuck it down and run. But uh, as far as his consistency throwing the ball, I'm still going to start Devontae Smith if I have him. I really like what this young man brings to the table. I mean, he's you can't touch him at the at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, He's, he's filthy as far as his releases go, his route running. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm still starting Devonte Smith and I'm still okay. Starting Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah. but outside of those two, I could see the other pass catchers probably struggling a little bit. Gotcha. I was going to say, do you feel like this is then a good challenge for the Eagles against this defense? Yeah, no, I think it'll be, it'll be a nice test for Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, I've seen, we've seen some good and some bad from Jalen so far in the 2021 season. So uh, I think it's an important game for him. Uh, important temperature gauge uh, yeah. against a pretty surprising unit, but it's the National Football League. Things change on a year-to-year basis. Absolutely. Talking about surprising, I think for me, something that's surprising when you're going through looking at positional rankings of who's currently leading at individual positions. I mean, I'm on one of my teams right now, and I'm just saying Cordero Patterson is ranked number three at running back. Wild, right? What year is it? (laughs) This has never happened. What are you talking about? I know, but still, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this is weird. And then you're looking at the numbers, and you're just like, yeah, this is is good. And he's got a Jets matchup this week. Is this something that going forward, is Cordell Patterson going to finish in top 10 for running backs this season? So what is encouraging – in PPR leagues, because the touchdown volume, that's that's probably going to be volatile, like all touchdown. Sure. Maybe yet. he's not going to get three passing touchdowns every game. But, I Maybe. mean, he scored two in week two. Mm-hmm. And every single week of the season, he's at least seen nine touches. Mm-hmm. Every single week in the passing game, Sam, that's where he's making his mark. Uh, and I where I think he's definitely a a stardom and forget it type of running back in PPR right now. He's gotten at least six targets each of the last three weeks, caught at least five balls each of the last three weeks. So you're getting somewhere around 10 to 12 touches. uh, And most of them are are that, that nice floor in a PPR. So he gives you that big play upside because Patterson can still boogie. So uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's, Definitely running back to slash flex worthy on a, on a week to week basis in PPR formats. Absolutely. I think at the very least running back to it's just, I think maybe it's just weird for me to slide him into those top positions and then feel good about it every time. Cause it's still weird. It's just weird. Well, he's only seen the max that he's seen is only seven carries. Right. And sure. you know, we're, we're programmed to think that a guy who is a top 10 back is going to see somewhere around, at least 10 to 15 carries on a week-to-week basis, right? So, I mean, really the only other – I mean, but we have seen like these kind of these hybrid tweeners, you know, mm-hmm. a la, you know, Austin Eckler, who just get a high amount of volume in the passing game. James White also comes to mind, uh, yep. where they're fantasy relevant because of their weekly floor. 
in the passing game. So I think that Patterson falls into that category. The thing is, though, is Patterson also adds that big play element, which makes him an enticing high upside lows or uh, at least moderate ceiling or a uh, floor, excuse me. So he's a nice start on a week to week basis. Yeah. He's it's just, it's just weird. I, I got to just get used to it. I guess I have a lot of shares of him because I went through a massive buying spree of running backs in the first couple of weeks when I realized that I had so many injuries across the board on all of my teams. Um, so I have him on a lot of teams and it's just like, okay, so I'm looking at my top, like for me in one league, I have Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones in my top two positions. Am I sliding Josh Jacobs into my flex and putting Cordell Patterson up higher? Like, is that what I'm doing? Is this what the world has come to? I don't know. I, I will say the only thing that I, I, I urge a little bit of caution to is the snap count. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't ever logged 50% of the snaps on any week. So He's been incredibly efficient and productive with his opportunities. I just don't, I, I don't, again, the big play volume, the scores are going to be, are, are not going to be there every week. Yeah. But if you can count on five receptions, four or five receptions for 50 yards in the passing game, and then, of course, whatever he gives you on on his five to 10 carries in, in the rushing game, um, I think that that gives you a nice running back to slash flex worthy floor on a week to week basis. Okay. I can be okay. I know it's hard. I'm, I'm it's trying weird. to, convince it's still, it's to be, I'm trying to convince you to be okay with Cordero Patterson. Okay. Well, these things keep lineup. me up at night and that's why I don't sleep. So <laughs> So don't don't start him over Aaron Jones or anything like that, but you know. No, we're not there yet. My goodness. No, <laughs> that would I'm, be horrible. Pump the brakes on it, but yeah, he's he's definitely um I feel confident in him his his role moving forward, yeah. Awesome. All right, well before we move on to our win view props of Thursday night football. I want to talk about one more game, which would be the Sunday night game of the Bills versus the Chiefs. Uh, Let's go. Uh, like this is this is going to be the game where at the at the end of the day on Sunday when you're looking across the stats and you're just like, ah, I need a miracle. This is going to be the game where hopefully you're going to be getting a lot of points from everybody because I feel like this is going to be a shootout. I'm Josh I, Allen, I, want to call, I don't know, but I think it'll have like the feel of like a, a slower start, uh, sure. and then and then but what but once both teams start opening it up and, and start scoring, then we're just going to see the floodgates open and both teams. It's going to be a track meet. It feels like I feel um, like it's going to be a track meet. You know, as encouraging as the Bills' offense has been the last three weeks, I still don't know if they can rely on the running game that balance. Are the Chiefs going to be able to hone in on on Stephon Diggs and and try to at least allocate their resources to slow down the Bills' passing attack? I don't know if they're going to have a ton of success. Uh, by the way, Dawson Knox, knock knock knock. Maybe this dude's a top ten tight end. Yeah, just no, this guy's good. I like it. Uh, but he's finally holding on to the football is the thing. So, um, <laughs> but no, I I mean Mahomes and I mean we <laughs> Tyreek Hill. We saw what happens when you don't. Speaking of allocating resources, when you don't double and triple team him, it seems like, uh, and, and make sure that you have safety help over the top. Whew, this is can... how bad one of my teams is. I had Tyreek Hill, and I lost that week. Yeah, that team sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Like, it, like it was. <laughs> yeah, it's it was rough. I don't understand how I managed to lose, but I also like I lost by four. 
I ran into Debo. I, I have Debo Samuel, but I also ran into him in, in one league, and I barely survived. Uh, you know, it, it when you have those big like 30, 40 point performances, and you still lose. Ugh, yeah, you're just yeah, you're looking at it, shaking your head like this is not. Tums. It's already making me upset. <laughs> like the building's on fire around you. This is okay. We'll be all right. This is not fine. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there with the cup of coffee, and I'm like, this isn't okay. So, uh, but no, I, I expected this is going to be a, a high-scoring game, and, and you know we're going to see both, you know, young franchise quarterbacks shine out. So, uh, who do, who do you got though? I, I'm, I'm curious. Who I got what winning Thursday night game. Who do you got? Chiefs, Ooh. Bills. Chiefs, Bills. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm kind of feeling crazy, and I feel like maybe Josh Allen takes the win here. I still think the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they looked better against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they were actually trailing at one point in that game. It was early, I but think they've been they've had some trailing moments this season that they haven't had. So I feel like Josh Allen's hungry enough that he, I think that he's gonna upset the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean I I've seen it. The only thing is I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes. So No, I know. And if we are both betting against him, that means he's just going to absolutely go insane. And then Tyreek Hill is going to probably get like five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey is going to just get like 200 yards or Let's something. Let's not like tell this. people we're going to be wrong. Like that's um, <laughs> hashtag analysis. Um, it's going to be great. <laughs> let's do it. All right, let's move on to the Thursday night matchup. Very excited for these Winview games. And as we jump into it, obviously, we're going to be breaking down Matt Stafford versus Russell Wilson and all the fantasy implications of both teams. So let's go ahead and bring this up. Let's go. This NFC West is just stacked. It's ridiculous. Um, The number one question, Seattle wins this game. I disagree with this right off the bat. I feel like although... The Rams clearly struggled against the Cardinals last week. This is a get-right game for them. Matt Stafford's going to have at least 300 yards or more, and I just feel like they're going to absolutely annihilate the Seahawks. I don't know about annihilate, because on the other side you got Russell Wilson, and Russ is Russ. He's going to keep you. He's going to keep you in. Annihilate was a harsh word. I feel like they're going to win handsomely. Handsomely, okay. Emphasis on the word handsome because of Russell Wilson uh, and how he's not going to win. Yeah, possible. But yeah, um, yeah no, I'm, I'm going. I'm I'm with you. I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I just I think they're healthier. Uh, I believe the Seahawks aren't going to have very many answers for. Um, I don't want to use my risk-free shot. <laughs> Damn it! Am I stuck on it? Oh no. Oh, well, all right, well, I'm putting putting my money where my mouth is. There you go. All right, Um, we both think the Seahawks are going to lose. Darn it. I didn't want to use it there, but all right, cool. Next. Um, Prediction number two. Both teams combined to score 55-plus points in the game. I'm doing math. Give me a moment. Do you – are you trying to, like, calculate your final score prediction off the top of your dome? Yeah, because math is hard, and it's early in the morning right now, uh, and I haven't had any coffee. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say this is going to be over 55 points. Okay. I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. I, mm-hmm. Both defenses have really – I don't want to say the Rams have have really, really struggled, but both teams do give up a lot of yards so far through the first month of the season. So yeah. uh, that being said, I, I do think that there is a path to – this being a higher scoring game, even though it's two divisional opponents that are quite familiar with one another. 
Uh, I just don't see the Ram- the Seahawks having much of a, an answer to slowing down the Rams offense. Uh, and then Russell Wilson having to keep pace. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be tough. I do think we see some, you know, big catches from Lockett or Metcalf. But at the same time, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's just they're not going to be able to keep up. But they're going to try. And so that's going to help drive the score up. Right. So speaking of run the score up, yardage totals. Russell Wilson passes for more total yards than Matthew Stafford in this game. Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Me too. I'm going no. Um no one has been allowing more yards per game than the Seahawks defense. And yeah, they have. Yeah. what's that? I was like, yeah, they have. I was going to say they've uh, they've allowed 322 passing yards in the last three weeks alone. Yeah. So to me, I'm going Matthew Stafford, like you said, kind of a get right game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going Stafford to outthrow Russell Wilson in this one. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of let's go, DK Metcalf will record more receptions than Cooper Cup in this game. Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I mean, Cup is the clear, and he's just the absolute favorite for Stafford right now. It's hard for me to see someone getting more receptions than Cup this week. Um, but please tell me if you think I'm crazy. Well, I'm not going to say you're crazy. I mean, both of these guys are, are fantastic. But um, DK is dealing with a bit of a foot injury. And when you're not right heading into a matchup, potentially against Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. I'll pass. Yeah. He's not a hundred percent. I mean, he doesn't actually have an injury designation for tonight. So we'd have to be clear on that. But at the same time, if he's dealing with anything and we know the Rams are going to key in on him, I feel like maybe, maybe this is a bigger locket game than anything else. Okay. Fair enough. Both teams combined to, Gain 200 plus rushing yards in this one. Both combined. Combined, right. I do like that. I like it when they, I love, that's what I also love about Winview. I love these like once in a while questions where you get combined totals because I feel like they're far more favorable for those that are choosing. Um, I feel like I could say yes. Mm, I mean, the, the 3.7 is where I'm going to go give it the odd, like kind of the, because I'm on the fence with this one. Okay. The Seahawks defense, I could see them giving up quite a few rushing yards. I just, I don't know what we're going to get from Chris Carson, who, by the way, is now also questionable game time decision heading into tonight with a with a neck injury. So we saw actually Alex Collins, believe it or not, last week. <laughs> Did you know Alex Collins? Was, I mean, I knew it, but I'm just saying, like, we didn't expect, there, there's a handful of other running backs uh, that I expected to potentially get some run before Alex Collins did last week. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously they're familiar with their time, uh, his time over in, in Seattle. But point being, um, yeah, I'm going to go yes on this one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, I was I was surprised by that as well. I mean, I think a lot of people knew I was out of town this weekend. So I was trying to, I was trying to stay caught up on all the games. But then I was just like, wait, what? Alex Collins didn't. Mm-hmm. That was, I had to go back to the tape. I was like, what? Where did this come from? But Welcome back, Alex. <laughs> love it all right let's go to number six either team makes a field goal of 50 plus yards in this game i mean i think the team will attempt a 50 plus yarder i don't know if they'll make it but yeah. i'm i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna say yes i mean 
I'm not super confident in it, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to not put 750 on it because then I can win a lot of points, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. What do, what do you got? All right. I like that. Yeah. I'll go with yes on that one as well. Just the four times if they do. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's going to be an attempted one. Yeah. Someone's just got to connect. So love it. All right. Number seven, Aaron Donald records at least one sack in this game. Yeah. 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 He's going to get Russ. Yeah. I feel like it. I feel like he will. He's going to get after it. I like it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not betting against Aaron Donald. Russell Wilson rushes for 30 plus yards in the game. I'm going to say no. No? No. I mean, he hasn't rushed for more than 26 in a game, and he only rushed for 26 just last week. Correct, yeah. No, I was going to say, as far as a yards per game basis, uh, he has not even crossed crossed the uh, 30-yard threshold yet. I mean, if he had some more consistent games of having at least 20, but, I mean, he's had two games where he rushed for any sort of semblance of yards, and one was 16 yards, the other was 26. It's like that's not – really a lot for me to get excited about to say over 30. Right. So uh, question nine, either yeah. Robert Woods, you said either. Is it either or either? I think it depends on how you want to live your life. Potato, potato, yeah. tomato, tomato. Okay, gotcha. Either, either. Woods or Lockett records the longest reception of the game. I do not think it's going to be Robert Woods. He had a junk time touchdown last week. So... I feel like if anyone, it would be Van Jefferson that gets the longest reception of the game, or even Deshaun Jackson for this matter. Cooper Cup. Cooper also. Cup. All of them for far more likely. So I, if I'm removing Woods from this equation, then I'm just asking myself, do I think that Tyler Lockett's going to record the longest reception of the game? I'm going to say no. I mean, I think there's a, what, a 20% chance that he does? Yeah. I feel you like know, it's, because he is a deep threat. He is, but there's a lot of deep threats for the Rams as well. So for me, that are outside of Robert Woods. So to me, I just feel like someone else is going to get this deep catch. And even, and even DK Metcalf too. So I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to play the odds on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go, with go no. So with you, one more question. Last one. Any, any defensive player records ten plus tackles in the game? A single defensive player. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like it's going to be pretty even. Have you ever heard of a guy named Bobby Wagner? Yes, I have. But at the same time, I feel like 10 feels like a lot. Um, well, Bobby Wagner has had 10 plus tackles in every single game this season. Okay, so well, forgive me. I'm not on my IDP. Fine, on. fine. Yeah. It's like the... I'm not going to call him a water boy. I mean, because it was Bobby Boucher, Bobby Wagner. I, they don't have a lot in common other than their first name. But I'm going Bobby Wagner. So, hell yeah. In fact, that's what I wanted to spend my one shot on when I was taking a look at these questions earlier. Okay. And, of course, I I accidentally clicked it. Somebody helped me out at Winview Games. I want my risk-free one shot back. But <laughs> there it is. That's All right. uh, well, I love your confidence game. in Bobby Wagner getting those 10-plus tackles. Thanks again, Winview Games, for upping that deposit match of $100. Guys, go to winview.tv slash doc and get that up to $100 deposit match when you first sign up. Um, super excited for this matchup overall. Though, I've, I mean, personally, I have to go and look at every single one of my rosters to make sure that I have preset these lineups correctly. There's a lot in this matchup. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts, but it's Thursday night football. It's a good matchup on this Thursday is a night. Good football. matchup, yeah. 
and we've had a, we've been treated to a lot of good primetime football so far in 2021. And I'm hoping and expecting this one to live up to the hype, even though I think the Seahawks are a little outmatched and a little dinged up. But I'm never cut, counting out Russell Wilson. No, for sure. I feel like this is definitely going to be a fun game. We were we're definitely been treated to some amazing Thursday night games. It's like they heard all our complaints last year. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of Thursday night duds. So. There was some pretty bad games. But, hey, they've righted the ship. They got the schedule right. We're excited. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content on drroto.com, DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here at drroto.com. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, later, says the tater. You didn't cut off my sign-off line. <laughs> no, I gave it the correct pause so I didn't Thank cut you out this you. time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.